Let's see cool. when we hit record. Got it. I can't see out of my glasses, but who cares? There's nothing to see here anyways. Honestly, who's who's watching? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Four people. No! Michael Deeb, are you awake yet? Oh, my God. To the salt on my ears. Let that be your wake-up call. It's a Thursday, and it's time for Bid Nerds. It's the 9 o'clock hour. We do this every Monday through Friday. And what is it that we do? We nerd out on the most interesting cars of the day on the automotive enthusiast auction sites like Rad for Sale, P-Car Market, uh, Bring a Trailer, Cars and Bids. <laughs> Anybody who has an auction site will find an interesting car and talk about it. Even Hemmings. Um, Even Hemmings. <laughs> my partner, Come Michael on, Hemmings. Come, Come on, on Hemmings. guys. Yeah, there's Michael Deeb over there in San Francisco. My name's John Polnick. I'm here in Las Vegas. And, uh, you know, here it is. We're right on the Las Vegas Strip, and this is just a thing that you can do. Because why not? We can nerd out about cars. <laughs> And we're nerds. Um, and we would do it anyway, so we invited you along for the ride. <laughs> all right, and so all 14 people can hang out with us. Um, thanks for yeah. watching, guys. Uh, thanks for being here. Uh, make sure, if you haven't already, hit the subscribe or like and notification <laughs> buttons. The notification button is really important because YouTube, for some reason, uh, does not put our video up after it's over um, live for hours unless you have the yeah. notifications box clicked so um, yeah. we do the show live and you can watch it at nine o'clock but if you miss it live then it'll just kind of be hard to find um which is really yeah. dumb but whatever it's in it's in podcast purgatory yeah yeah till uh <laughs> till like almost the next day for some people we're hearing uh but we're trying to sort that out anyways but uh hit the notification button you won't have that problem uh so what yeah. we do is we pick a bunch of cars uh off of all these auction sites uh the cars that we think are the most interesting cars of the day sometimes they're cars we pick uh sometimes are cars that you guys pick we get a lot of suggestions uh from viewers uh letting us know what cars to talk about and uh so we we go ahead and we talk about those cars and uh yeah. we share some stories uh why we think they're interesting sometimes a little bit of technical stuff michael deep actually does a little homework i just make stuff up and uh then we uh we get to the good part we make predictions as to what we think these cars will yeah. actually sell for when the hammer hits the sound block and that's really what everybody cares about um no i disagree i don't think anybody cares about the bids they just want to hear our opinion that's all that matters. that's we, all we, we are we yeah. spew some technical jargon about how the car was created by the manufacturer and then we either we either fawn all over it or we turn all over it and that's the good part then then we wager a, then we wager a, a little competition between the two of us uh which this week you are kicking my ass it's i'm actually surprised i'm doing the show sitting down because my ass has been kicked so hard this week getting a little sore getting a little sore well i don't know it's oh, you know this is how it brutal. always goes three days we have days where it kind of goes up and down and then somebody just like swoops in the last minute and we, we get even out. But uh, so that's how we always start the show. We, uh, we talk about yesterday's predictions. So we don't just throw a prediction out there and leave it in the wind and say, that's as good as we get. See you later. We don't check ourselves, you know, like uh, normal reporters. Nope. We go back and uh, we go check ourselves, see if we were right or wrong. Usually we're wrong. We're almost always wrong. By the way, don't listen to us. We don't know what we're talking about. This is not financial <laughs> advice. Uh, yeah. If you come to this show thinking you're going to learn something or, uh, or that you're going to glean some kind of market <laughs> advantage and be, yeah, you're just, you're just in the wrong place. Um, go yeah. to Wikipedia if you want tech specs or something like that. There's a million places <laughs> to learn about cars. Uh, but if you just want to be a nerd like us, uh, there's a lot of us out yeah. there. We know there are. Uh, this is your jam. So let's get to yesterday's cars. What were the five most interesting cars of the day? Uh, JP, starting with what was the big car? I, I would say that the 2008 Mercedes-Benz CLK 63 Black Series that was mm. on Brig a Trailer. Um, not only was it a car that I absolutely adore, I, was, I, I have to tell you on, on air, I was surprised how much you like this car. I, I honestly wouldn't have guessed that. I mean, it kind of ticked all the right boxes for you hmm. and for I, but, um, I, I mean, this is one of my favorite cars and I'm kind of in the closet about it. Uh, it was <laughs> great to hear you, uh, literally just like kind of lose your shit and talk about how much you like the car as well. Now, certainly there's a more affordable approach to, to 
this platform and performance, if you were to buy something like our friend Rami just did or Westfall mm -hmm. previously did, I think last year, and you pick up a C63 coupe, like a 507 package, you're basically getting this platform uh, and this motor. But this is the Black Series. They only made 500 of these. I love this one because of the swoopy wide body fender flare uh, and how special and limited production this is. 500 for the whole world, which means we probably only got... 160 to 220 of these things in the United States uh, because Mercedes-Benz, we're not necessarily the biggest market for Mercedes-Benz like we are for Porsche. Uh, in any case, these cars have held their value pretty well. Uh, this would have been like a $140,000 car when it was brand new. Yesterday, I really got uh, caught in the moment. Uh, thought, maybe this car won't bring hundred grand. They're not really bringing that. But I think I'm, not fa I'm failing to see that this car has just 14,000 miles it's a black series in black. I mean, this is the postal car, if ever there was one. You beat the over in $100. Man, were you right. This thing sold for $125,000 with 14,000 miles on it. One of just a couple hundred United States. This really is a kind of best of both worlds. It's got collector miles. in it. It's a low-mile car, but you can probably drive it a little bit uh, each year uh, and not hurt the value in it. This is not a 30, 40, 50,000-mile example, and it's certainly not a 1,200-mile example either. This really, to me, is the sweet spot if you want a nice one and you want to drive it. So what a great result. JP, you won that one hands down. Uh, well done to the seller. Well done to the buyer. After the show, uh, our friend Rami actually came and picked me up. He uh, he wants to sell his 507. Uh, already? Oddly, what already, color is it? yeah. He just got the dang thing. Um, It's like a slate gray on black. Uh, yeah. And, you know, we, we literally went to CarMax to see what they would give us for it. We just thought oh it was like, God. okay, we'll pull hilarious. a Doug Camaro. And, you know, yeah. they, they gave 24 him a, grand. They, they actually gave him a fair offer. It was surprising. It wasn't great. You know, it definitely wasn't a number that he 40s? would take. Yeah, it was in the high 30s, which which, which was yeah. shocking. Um, you know, the how thing many is, miles is car? Uh, his car is like 30,000 miles. It's a 2015. Nice. Uh, so yeah. that 507 may be on the market soon because we went out. Um, he was actually thinking he wanted something more luxurious. He was looking for like maybe a, a CL63, yeah. something more like an S-Class with two doors um, to drive back he and forth to L.A. He should get the CLS. That's the sweet spot. That's the yeah, sweet spot but that's that's the now he doesn't like that. You know, it's the four door and it kind of has that weird yeah. back end. He doesn't like the CLSs at all. He wants because the CL is like an S class basically with two yeah. doors. Yeah. Uh, so it's, that's it's, what yeah. he that's what he wanted. Um, so we went out and looked at a couple of those that he liked, and then of course we found like a, I want to say it was a 2017 C63S. Um, mm -hmm. that has the V8, you know, B-Turbo thing or bi-turbo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right. And, you know, it's got like, it, it's just, it's a, it's set up kind of like, I mean, it's kind of like a GT3 kind of thing. It's got the crazy seats and all the whiz Forced induction, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, you know, the horsepower difference between that car and his 507 really isn't that big a deal, but it had 100-something no. uh, more pounds of torque. And, of course, for right. Rami, he just wants to That's hit everything. the right pedal and have it rip the tires yeah. off and get all squirrely every, from every light. Yeah. Um, Ra and so, of course, Rami he went, huh? Ron's well, yeah, hold on, he, hold on. That's that's what yeah. I'm telling you is that he, he he we went out there to find a car. That he actually was like thinking, ah, you know, I just want a cheaper yeah. car, oddly enough, that yeah. I can drive from Vegas to L.A. and back. And yeah. we wound up looking at cars that were instead instead of ten or fifteen or twenty thousand dollars less than his car, we're looking at cars that are thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars more than his car, which is perfect for, <laughs> for him. Yeah. Rami's nickname should be Lake Speed because that's his say he really doesn't want to just hit the pedal and then wherever the vanishing is on the horizon, he wants to be there now. Like that's that's yeah. absolutely his favorite thing to do in an automobile, which is incredible. Uh Jeff Westfall might uh he just had another base, so maybe they'll put the kibosh on that, but he might want to replace his five oh seven. He was certainly disappointed when went away. Uh, yeah. So uh, we'll have we'll have to make a pass at our friend Jeff Westfall. But the CLK sixty three black brought one hundred twenty five thousand. Yeah. I'd say that's a strong result. Well done for sure. Um, on PCAR market JP, we laughed a little bit at the nineteen eighty five Thunderbird Field Limited Edition uh, with like I don't know thirty two thousand miles. I, I don't even remember hearing about this car when it was brand new. That's how irrelevant it was. And it was a limited edition. It was one like twenty five hundred. Do you remember that number right. I spewed out yesterday? insane anyways we were really on this car i said six grand you said 5100 the car sold on p car market yesterday you had put failed to sell but it actually sold 
for five thousand nine hundred. So uh, I had anyway, something, I, something happened with my interface or something like that because like it just it just said bid to uh, when I was looking at it. So that's I think that's another it, problem with PCAR Markets interface. It like, is. It, it takes them three hours to to like confirm a result. I, I think yeah. what basically waiting to do is to see if they get the money from the from the <laughs> buyer. Right. And if they get paid, then they get sold. If they don't get paid, then it goes in the deal tank and somebody else can buy it. I honestly think that's what their thing is because some results say sold almost instantaneously and then others take hours. And I think they're trying to track down the buyer. I, I really do. Do you think Again, it's yeah, like well, a car dealer? Yeah. Is that what's yeah. going on? Is like it's only got bid to a certain height and then they actually called everybody, all the players, and got someone and, and closed the sale like before it went to deal tank kind of thing. You think that's what's going on? Uh, I'm not sure. I just know that like when their thing ends and nobody else bids, then mm. they if that meets the reserve, they're trying I think they're trying to solicit their fee off mm. that guy's credit card and it either arrives or it doesn't arrive. If it doesn't, then they probably call the guy and be but like, But isn't that hey, automatic? Man, we well it is, but but I, dude, I'm just saying they're weird. Yeah. It's yeah, they don't they have yeah. consistent results. That's you true. failure to sale because it was bid to fifty nine hundred dollars, but yeah. then when I looked it up in the evening, it said sold at that price. Yeah. So there, it's a it's just weird platform. The exact same car, not this specific, not this actual yeah. car, but uh, one of these Fila cars I actually looked up later uh, on BAT. Just a, I yeah. want to say a few months ago, sold for ten grand, like over ten grand. It was like ten nine or something like that. <laughs> so once again, P car market just you know yeah. really four grand on the table. It, that's that's a lot of money. That's that's a lot of money. Um, yeah. I don't think that with a Porsche you're going to be that far off. But anything that's not a Porsche, uh, boy, you're just you're really risking your your cash flow uh, by trying out yeah. a P car market. Unless again, unless it's a fake Ferrari built on a Datsun, uh, <laughs> you know, P car market seems like the place to go. But uh, anything oh, else my real? Goodness. Yeah, I I, do, I still right. kind of think this car is kind of a Wes Anderson belongs in like a Wes Anderson movie or something like that. I love it. Oh my, that's a that's a great idea. <laughs> okay, JP, the most frustrating result of the day yesterday was on cars and bids. This 1989 BMW 325iX with 95,000 miles sold for twenty one thousand dollars, and that pisses me off because the day before we had a 325iS with 33,000 miles or something uh, in white, Alpine white, that sold for $22,250 on a trailer. So which one is the more obscure result? Is is 22 ridiculously low for the IX or is 21 ridiculously high for the IX? That kind of inconsistency uh, makes me nuts, but it's also why we do the show, is it not? Well, there's a there's one very specific reason why this car brought all the money, and one reason only. It's not the platform. It's the fact that this was Tyler Hoobie's car. This is a Hoobie's garage car. Uh, so this car is essentially famous. There, you know, Hoobie has millions oh, of man. followers, uh, and so, so people crazy. are like, you know, hey, to get a chance to to get some YouTuber's car. That's a, you know, in the. If you're in the E30 world, E30 is kind of a younger crowd still uh, for classic cars. You don't see a lot of older classic car guys into these, oddly enough. This is kind of like the, the classic car uh, of the younger person uh, and young kids, those those millennials that are, God bless them, that are, that are enthusiasts, yeah. uh, they want... They want the YouTuber's car, and and there's no bigger YouTuber in this space than uh, than Hoovy. I mean, for you could say Doug Demiro is bigger, right? But but Doug Demiro is kind of like an all around car guy. Yeah, he likes quirky, weird stuff, and yeah. he's like the king nerd. But he's not necessarily a classic guy. Whereas Hoovy yeah. is all about this classic stuff. That's yeah. yeah. All right. Well, so, interesting result. I said 18. You said 20, you were closer. You won that one. Uh, on Bring a Trailer JP, we looked at the 95 Toyota Super Turbo. Um, and again, we were pretty close on this. I said 79, you said 80 for this, um, you know, kind of high mile car, but really clean and really original. No mods on this car uh, and spectacular condition, especially when you consider how many miles this car is covered. So this car sold for $75,000. That's all the money. Uh, I'd say yeah, it's probably pretty well built, definitely well sold. Um, so anyway, there you go. That's a, that's I, I still think that's kind of a deal. I, I think that yeah. this car has a lot of upside I, I, for a clean one. I mean, I don't know if I've ever in my life seen a clean one or at least in the last 15 years or tw I mean, since fast right. and the furious, every one I've ever seen it's, has had something aftermarket on it. And this one doesn't have a dang thing. I mean, it's just the stock as can be. And that's, that's amazing. 
That's spectacular. Yeah. All right, and last one in honor of Rami, who was supposed to be on the show, but he was busy, uh, you know, um, using Q-tip on his ears or something weird. Uh, 1989, the Mercedes-Benz Unimog. Uh, this was the Freightliner version, an FLU 419. Uh, repainted a, a, like, voodoo blue Porsche color kind of thing, and yet it still had military on the inside. This is a retired military vehicle. Uh, true mileage unknown. It does have the diesel, and of course, these go anywhere. Um, it was really interesting your take out. Like, if you bought one on the East Coast, you'd have to train it to the West Coast <laughs> because it won't get in a truck. It's too heavy yeah. for a truck, um, and you can't drive it because it's too damn slow. It, it, like, like that's not what it's designed to do. So, uh, a really, really interesting uh, thing to to consider that if you really want one, you kind of have to buy one regionally, or it's a deal breaker. Anyway, this car, uh, we were both under it. I said 28, you the over at 29. The car found a home at $35,000. Congratulations to the new owner of the Unimog. You're probably in store for a lot more fun than you know, unless you've already owned one. Yeah, this thing, uh, this uh, despite the weird repaint, uh, the, you know, Rami, uh, geez, the, the theme of the show today is Rami. He has one of these uh, that hasn't been repainted, and it's been sitting in the back of our friend's uh, German Motors uh, garage forever. Um, you know, we were, I was pretty soft on that car because looking around in the market, uh, we were talking about possibly, you know, cleaning it up and getting it going and selling, and it seemed like it was really the number was like 15, 20 or something like that. But looking at this one, bringing 35, it's like, all yeah. right. You know what? Now we we're are going to spend the three thousand dollars on yep. the tires. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get it going. And we're going to clean it up, and hell, maybe we'll even paint the cab. I wouldn't paint it a different color than it already is. Uh, oh, but you know, if we paint the cab. We're rattle canning it. <laughs> well, I don't know, man. I mean, look, this one brought thirty five thousand dollars because it looks shiny. Uh, maybe that's the thing we need to do. Uh, you know, because it it wouldn't cost much to paint that whole cab. But anyways, all that said, uh, you know, uh, we'll definitely be seeing Rami's for sale soon. Uh, because uh, that's, that's the kind of money that uh, we want to see. D Daniel's going to be like, get him out of here. <laughs> yeah, he'll be quite pleased to see that thing that gone. And that and my Land Reaper, uh, when we ever get that thing finished, uh, that'll make Daniel quite, quite happy. Happy guy. Dude, I can't. I can't wait till I get invited to go drive around in the desert in the Land Reaper. That's going to yeah, be fun. You and me both, man. I, if that thing ever gets back on the road. Wow. All right, guys. That was yesterday's cars. We spent a bunch of time on that. Thanks for uh, going along on yesterday's ride. It's time for today's cars. The most interesting cars of the day uh, are starting with something that, uh, frankly, is the the single greatest car of all time. <laughs> of all time. If I could just like get an echo in there. Echo, echo, echo. Uh, this is going to be kind controversial but uh i'm right everyone else is wrong uh here it is the 2019 porsche speedster this is the look at GT3 that variant. look yeah. at that car it, this is crazy uh a couple things to know about this car uh first of all um porsche has made speedsters for years the original speedster uh, was meant to be like a racer from the 1950s and then porsche kind of resurrected the name and gave a lightweight treatment through the final year of the G body, uh, the sales success and the subsequent um, values that they held. Those cars uh, always traded for more money than they were brand new. Uh, Porsche has treated every generation of the 911 to a speedster model. Most of the time, it has just been S specification, which just say whatever the largest motor is, um, whatever the best suspension they had, they they threw that at it. Uh, but this is the first time where in the 991 generation, this car is essentially a 991 Mark II GT3 convertible, the Speedster treatment. Uh, what we have here is a numbered GT3, normally aspirated, just incredible machine. Like, obviously, there's nothing else like it on the planet. I mean, this is probably one of the best handling most fun cars you could possibly drive, uh, and they're numbered. So they made 1948 of these. This one is number 1,237. Uh, still a lot by world standards, um, but, man, these were sold out even before they went into production. Uh, power is 502. Torque is 346. Again, it's normally aspirated. They come with a six-speed manual, uh, and most people opted for the racing buckets. I personally would have just got the sports seats, but uh, I couldn't afford one, so I didn't get that choice. What's interesting about our car here, JP, is this. 
this car was clearly ordered bespoke for a customer and it has some very unusual options this guy had the option to do a paint sample and he chose a heritage color called bruiser green which is uh, very much like a british racing green and then he went a little further and did cxx option um, which is porsche's sort of uh internal code for special wishes and he spent thirteen thousand seven hundred and thirty dollars to get the inserts of his racing tickets in a kind of matching tartan interior uh so those plaid seats cost almost 14 grand uh makes this car very special indeed Our car is offered to us today jp it's uh, out of Roanoke, texas it has just 600 miles the odometer and it has gotten some love overnight. Last night, the car was at $266,000 on 17 bids. And as I hand it over to you, it's sitting at $295,000 on 23 bids. So this car got six or seven bids overnight uh, and certainly is going to come close to its original SRP, which was $326,000 when the car was brand new. Uh, these absolutely have held their value. Uh, and in fact, I'd say... Down the road, these are sure to go up in value. It wouldn't surprise me if this becomes a half a million dollar car uh, after the buzz wears off. But these cars are still under warranty. There's still a lot of people trading and speculating. Uh, I'd say there's probably typically a surplus of these in the marketplace. But eventually, these cars will all find homes, uh, and then they'll only trickle into the marketplace, and that's when I think they'll start trading for big money. That's just going to take probably another year or two. But for now, you could probably acquire one close to SRP, uh, and that makes it tantalizing because these are sure to go up in value. All the previous uh, speedsters all trade for more than they were brand new. So if you do that here, you're starting at 325000 These are sure to be four, five 500000 cars in the near future. For Amazing sure. driving car. There's nothing else. To JP, I agree with you. Probably the best Porsche ever built. The, uh, you know, the speedster setup with the lack of the, you know, A-pillar up there just looks... It's so crazy how much better the the convertible looks without have, without that wing window in the front. And something to be mentioned, they did not make a speedster of every single 911. Uh, they skipped the 996. Some people would oh, say they, good point. Yep. Some people would say they skipped the 993, but they did actually make two of them. Um, right. For but they Bootsy were, and somebody else. For Seinfeld. Bootsy and Seinfeld, uh, Bootsy's yep. was the only one that was delivered out of the factory that way Seinfeld's was a car that was delivered as a cab and then he sent back and they converted into a speedster with leftover 964 right. speedster parts so uh and then, really and then, there's only and then, yeah and then Jaeger made one and then uh, yeah and then a handful of people made them and uh you know the rest is history there uh the 997 version is the hands down the worst speedster because they only made it in a pdk uh which was the dumbest thing i mean uh, of ever of any car that should be a manual it should be this car uh yet yeah. uh porsche was so enamored with themselves having uh, so released proud the PDK. of it yeah they're like oh we're so good we're gonna put this out there and they completely screwed that car up that car was cheap for a long time and it's only now seeing numbers anywhere close to what it was at retail originally it, um <coughs> also did a treatment for the seats had like a checkboard on the seats that would usually match the exterior color of the car i yeah. mean I, I i have so many issues with the 997 speedster i it just i, I really don't like that car it's, yeah it's terrible yeah it, it really i mean they look pretty good from the outside but boy the inside you're absolutely right and the fact that it's just not, i we, you a lot of people did convert 993s into speedsters. That wasn't just our friend lot, Jaeger yeah. that did it. There were quite yeah. a few because for a while there, there were still 964 speedster parts uh, on the right. shelf. You know, you could yeah. roll down to, uh, to, and they were expensive for the time. It was like $12,000 yeah. for a windshield uh, frame and, you know, the doors and all that stuff. Uh, were to, you know, it basically cost you about $25,000 worth of stuff. And then however much money it would cost you to actually put it on, which is probably at least another twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 or more. Uh, so at the time, Oof. taking a 993 and spending twice its value uh, <laughs> to do it just seemed <laughs> like a ridiculous play. But now it's looking pretty good because those speedster 
parts are impossible to get. Nobody makes an aftermarket version of any of them. Uh, so for for them to come yeah. bring back the Speedster with the 991 in, uh, I mean, the 991.2 GT3 is just, oh, it really, I mean, it's a step it's up from the 911R and then this one has no top uh, and it doesn't, and it's not just a regular cabrio, you know, having that slope, that raked windshield that's lower. Unfortunately, I would like to see the windshield even lower because the way you sit in modern cars, it still basically feels just like any other cab. The old speedsters really, you really do notice how that glass is yeah. way smaller and these you don't. Yeah. It's the, just the wind would take your hat off. Whereas yeah. This one, yeah. You even actually a short have a guy. conversation. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You can have a Bluetooth conversation with yeah. the top down in this one. It's too yeah. good. Yeah. I hear you, JP, but still, uh, I am so happy that Porsche made that car yeah. a numbered GT3 convertible with the Speedster moniker. What more could you possibly want? That is like, talk about ticking every box. Yeah. Uh, this guy had the sample. Um, I personally like the seats, especially with the silver seat belts and the Brewster Green paint. I do not like the yellow uh, yeah. brake bumpers and the Porsche script on the side. I think you should have. Um, there's an option to get black brake bumpers with your carbon brakes. Mm. I would have paid for that. Then the brakes would basically disappear, and I would skip the Porsche logo on the side of the rocker and just have the Brewster Green with the tartan. That would be that'd be the beanies, as far as I'm concerned. So black on black anyways, on black. My, That's the only way to go with this car. Go. It's got to be all oh, black. Oh man. Uh, but no, I mean, whatever, so right. any, any so color, right. this, any color this car comes in is going to be fantastic. And luckily those stickers come off on the side. So, uh, yep. you pull them off and get another set and just have them in a box. So if you ever sell the car, you can say, here's the original yeah. stickers. It's original. original. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Uh, all right. So there it is. We are, have gushed all over this car. How much is, uh, I have never gushed over a car so much that I, I've never even driven one of these. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've, oh, I've driven GT three manuals and stuff with the dot twos, but I don't, this car, I can, I've just I don't think I have either JP but I have yeah. driven the manual GT3 and yeah. I, it, look, yeah. if it's that car without a roof like, that's it I'm in that's yeah. the thing. sign me yeah. up yeah. absolutely incredible I wish these things would be soft and they would come down to like $200,000 and I could you know mortgage the house and buy one but uh, mm -hmm. at three quarter I uh, you know a little too rich for my blood man if you had to have one to do it all they, yep. this, that's the perfect sports car uh, JP I think this car is going to bring $325,000 which is to say I think it's going to bring sticker um, so what do you think over under the paint sample Brewster Green with 600 miles that's a really good bid you know my my the in, the intellectual side says why the hell would you spend $325,000 on a Speedster GT3 when you could just get a regular GT3 save yourself a hundred something grand and with yep. that money go buy a 991.2 cabrio and have both yeah. i mean that and your brain goes yeah that makes more sense but then you look at this car and you go no that's that's dumb get the get the more expensive one because it's crazy and no it, it this is the car this is i mean if you have that amount of money there's no splitting it up. Just get this car. Just be done with it. And th that and get a you know get a 190e as your daily driver for three thousand bucks. Uh, you know, buy it off of cars and bids or something like that, and just uh, I'm in. Smart money. You know, Smart and then money. you only need a two car garage. What the hell? Why do you need fifty cars? You could have just one awesome car and be done. All right. <laughs> I don't know. We could talk all day about this car and it's really, I mean, the thing is we could talk all day about this car, but everybody knows about this car. So what are we talking about this? I mean, they're kind of out there right now. Yeah. Oh, I need to give a bid. Don't I? Yes. Uh, yes. Is yes, it going to yes. go over three twenty-five? Yes. I'm going to say, uh, I'll say three thirty. I think you're spot on. Um, they are bringing money, but they're not, we haven't seen one of these skyrocket yet. And I don't know if this the PTS uh, color is really the color that's going to bring people over the top. But, and that's right. PTS usually does, but this mm -hmm. one is a bit polarizing. This is not Brewster Green, certainly not for everybody. Yeah. Uh, nobody thinks of green when they think of Porsche. Um, so that's a that's a tough. So we'll see what happens, JP. And then there you go. Yep. Uh, let's jump over to Peacock. Our uh, friends over there in New Jersey have sourced for us out of Nassau, Nassau, Nassau County, New York. Uh, this is a 1987 Porsche 911 Carrera Coupe. JP, our car has just 39,000 miles original. It's black on the exterior, but has the full burgundy interior, uh, which is uh, kind of neat. I actually like the look. Uh, the car has uh, AC. Being an 87, it's also going to be true to the G50 generation of the five-speed manual transmission, um, which is... 
in most circles, the preferred gearbox for your G-bodied car. Uh, low miles, black exterior paint, an interesting interior, the right transmission. Uh, there's a lot to like about this car, and there's every reason to believe that even P-Car Market could sell this for a profit. Uh, the only modification I noticed, uh, there's an Alpine head unit. And it looks like they put a conical air filter uh, in place of where the air box should be. It's like the airflow meter has a conical thing sticking off the end, almost like a, like an attachment to your vacuum. Um, I don't know that that's going to give you uh, too much more horsepower, but it might sound a little better uh, from the addiction noise. Uh, this car also has a sunroof wing. Um, I hate that uh, 87s have those terrible brake lights in the back. I would literally just snap mine up if I don't give a shit. Uh, but there you go, JP. This is a great car, uh, and these are these are bringing big money these days. Um, our car got some love overnight. So, JP, last night this car was 36000 on five bids. Uh, as I send it over to you, it's at 47000 on nine bids, uh, and our car still has two and a half hours to go. These cars are definitely, uh, this is blue chip. I mean, it's a coupe, it's black. Uh, the interior color, you know, if it were black would be like, I mean, that mm -hmm. would be as the way you want it. But I like this color interior. It's not my It's not my first choice. I'm looking at this one picture here. Uh, the front hood is, you know, is it? it's just not lining up. Um, and that's definitely a little nitpicky, but uh, that always sure. makes me kind of wonder what's up. Uh, is it not closed all the way or was there damage or did someone try to close it on a, uh, on a, you know, suitcase that was too yeah. big or whatever. Uh, Even but, a jacket, believe it or not, yeah. a jacket, like the arm of the jacket sticking out of the front of the hood. And that would mess stuff up if you gave it a slant. I, yeah, yeah that's, a good, that's a good take. Some lot kid at a car lot when this was for sale at the Nissan store back in, you know, uh, who knows, 1997 or whatever, when they weren't worth anything. Uh, this man, this car is nice. Uh, I mean, but it's not so it's not like hermetically sealed. This car isn't one of those. It's like, oh, my God, you can eat off of it. This car is nice as in it's like the perfect daily or the the perfect driver right. 911. It's got a few rock chips on it. So you're not like, oh, it's so precious. You could just drive this forever. Uh, how many miles does this car have on it again? 39,000 miles. Wow. I mean, it really does look like it has more miles than that, honestly. Um, it, it, that's not to say that it's beat up or anything like that, but it just, no. it's just, it's not as clean as I would expect for a 39, you know, 40,000 mile car. Uh, that said though, yeah, P car market's definitely going to sell this for good money. Uh, they do, when they do well, it's usually with cars that are on the East coast near their dealership. Um, and, and that's I, there. Yeah. Yeah. And I think people can literally go down there and test drive these things. And I think they, a lot of times they have sales <laughs> lined up. I, I'm not even kidding. I mean, I don't know this, for yeah, sure, might, uh, they might. but they, it's like, they think about having some of their cars on the premises. They've done that in their podcast. We've seen. Yeah. The General Max tires, that's an interesting choice for tire on a car that's as blue chip as this. I, I don't have a problem with that tire. That's actually a pretty decent I tire. Do. Uh, but I wouldn't oh, put it on a on. car for sale that's, uh, that, you know, I mean. Uh, I wouldn't put it on a car I was risking my life in every time I drove it up and down the crest. Nope. Uh, they're not that bad. They're not that bad. You're a tire snob. You're a tire snob. I tire stop. <laughs> you know, I, I'm all for, uh, you know, obviously rubber makes a big difference, but people get a little totally. over the top with, uh, with <laughs> that would with be that me. Stuff. Uh, yeah. You know, you're the fastest guy. I know. And maybe it's just your tires. No. Maybe, you're, maybe you're really not yeah. that fast. Maybe it's just cause you spend the that's extra, right. you spend twice as much on tires than you need to. Uh, that's probably it. I'll take that next time we go out and you kick my ass. Um, although, you know, I wouldn't got those. Uh, remember when we did, uh, the drive up the crest, Speaking of the crest, the very yeah. last time before the world ended, uh, we did the Phoenix Club weekend, and I had that yep. uh, '79 Targa, Silver. and I put what the what, silver car. No, no, it was oh, the, the it was the, the black, black yeah the black, black Targa, yeah. Um, and yeah, I had yeah. put a brand new set of the Firestone. What are they, Indie Hawks or something? And those were straight up cheap, and they were awesome. <laughs> they were fantastic, man. I, I oh, mean, they were God. they were great, and we were ripping up the coast or not the coast, but up the I got coast. A, I, never I got a brand it. new set of Firestone Indie Hawks. Indie Hawks for, for the win, man. My, for my Oldsmobile Starfire. Yeah, buddy, dude. I tell you oh, what. God. I mean, you could spend three times as much. Uh, yeah are they a little louder i was at a targa who cares how loud they are uh they they stuck man i was i was trying to get them to break through having a hard time it was god it's funny 
I think Good you know times. that's that's something that uh, that's interesting when you talk about tires because you, you the cars like these 911s, especially these older ones, got you know a really bad reputation back in the day as being window makers uh-huh. because the weight being all the yeah. back. We all know this; they spin out and all that stuff. I think most of that came because these cars back in the 80s, tire technology yeah. wasn't anywhere near it was what it garbage. is today. Yeah, and yeah. the bias. Bias by whatever, what did they call them, JP? Remember? Yeah, just, I mean, you know, skateboard wheel tires, basically. They oh, were just, man. you know, hunks of hard rubber. Nowadays, the cheap, you know, you could get a set of Firehawks uh, from yeah. you know, from uh, from you know, Firestone or whatever, and they and are 100 better. times better yeah. than the best yeah. tire Michelin made back then. So yeah. there it is. Uh, all right. Yeah. So where's this one going to land uh, with, in, for the friends in uh, the Long Island and the Porsches? Because they like the just they, they don't just like the Porsches. Yeah. They like the other cars, like a Fila, but they like the Porsches. Yeah, I say sixty-five thousand JP. What about you? Are you gonna go over? Yeah, I'm gonna it's go over because it's a yeah, that's really low miles and it's a G50. Uh, I'll go seventy. I'll go. I'll give it a. I'll, right. I don't know if it actually breaks seventy, but I'm gonna bet the over and say it's it's in the you know yeah. the I, highest sixties. Yeah. The, let me put it this way: this car should. Yeah, if it were yeah. on P car, I'm sorry, if it were on BAT, absolutely. I mean, we saw oh, there was absolutely. an SC the other day with this kind of miles that went for seventy grand. An SC. Be- better photos and on bring a trailer, this car would be looking at eighty thousand dollars. I am not going to knock these photos. Uh, these are not these are not pro quality. Fo- I mean, it's not like a professional photographer shot these. Um, but not terrible. But they're 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 just fine. He didn't get too uh, clever with the background. The light was, you know, it's not like a super bright day. Um, they're well exposed. Uh, they're they're just clean, honest pictures. And uh, I will commend the person for doing this. Obviously, obviously not a, a trained photographer, but someone who just did the basics just right. And there's a lot of pictures that show everything you would want to see. So if you're not a pro, uh, this is the way to do it. So good job. There you for, go. For the person nice, shot these nice compliment. Yeah. All right, JP, let's jump over to Doug Miro's site. He got a Porsche also. Did we mention that it's a Porsche day today? It is kind um, of Porsche day. This one I really like. I, I This is a car I D would like to take home. We're looking at a 2011 Porsche Cayenne. Mm. It's a base model. It's got 112,000 miles. It's in Parker, Colorado. What's the big deal, you ask? Well, this one is an E2 platform Cayenne. It's a second gen with a six-speed manual transmission in meteor gray. I love this car. I think this thing would be really cool. This, to me, would be really fun to do the treatment, uh, get some mud and snow tires on it, uh, have you help me pick up some lights or a basket or something for the roof of this thing, uh, and, and slap some stickers on it. This would be a great vehicle. I would love to rock this car as a daily. Uh, it looks to be pretty clean, uh, despite coming from Colorado. Um, I don't know if there's anything we should be looking out for from a mechanical or reliability standpoint from these early versions. 2011 is the first year of the E2 platform, so there might be some teething problems that I bet JP would know. Uh, but finding an E2 with a manual is certainly rare indeed. Uh, and despite this car having almost 113,000 miles, it looks clean enough to me that uh, the miles don't scare me. I think this would be a fun car to have and just rock on and rock on and rock on. I would really like to drive this car. And go figure. It's got an hour ago, and it's sitting at less than $17,000. 16.8 on seven bids. So, I mean, wherever this car is going to come in, it seems already to be pretty decent value. Uh, JP, what's the like about this car that I didn't mention? And what's to watch out for that I may be not aware of its early versions of E2? I don't think there's anything really glaringly wrong with these. I mean, they are a little bit more complex, obviously, than the earlier versions. Uh, they still have drive shaft issues that need to be updated, but that's fairly common and not terribly expensive. Um, Were they you know, covered under warranty, or is it just something that wears out? No, nah, it's something that wears out. I mean, it's something that's like a ninety to one hundred fifty thousand mile problem, uh, or right. earlier, uh, but well out of warranty. Uh, at one hundred twelve thousand, the great the thing is about the on the E two platforms, the only manuals were available uh, were on the base level so there were no gts yeah. manuals in these um right. so you are looking at that uh you know 36 uh, vr6 engine which is the same engine that was in the uh 957 uh vehicle and so if you say mm-hmm. you want to make an off-road one i would honestly prefer 
the older one, the E1 platform 957, a dot .2 for the off-road because they're just, that body style is more stout. It's a much more yeah. rigid body style. Um, they over-engineered the heck yeah. didn't they? <laughs> yeah, whereas this really is, you know, as you say, they, they didn't need to build it for Dakar. They just needed to get it to the mall. Uh, and that's really, uh, this is a much more streetable uh, Cayenne, especially if you don't have like PDDC or something like that. So, uh, and these, and, and something, even though it's the same transmission as the earlier one, it just feels smoother. Uh, it, it's a little bit shorter throw, uh, cause the lever is oh, nice. physically shorter, uh, and it's mm-hmm. just that simple. And these just, I, I would prefer to make this more of a street Cayenne than an off-road Cayenne, even though we have seen a couple of these done in an off-road setup and it'll work. It's, but I just don't think it's quite as cool as the older ones. Um, but yeah, I, I'm with you. This would be the perfect daily driver and and this is, and the good thing about the VR6 engine, the, the base model, is that these are right. way less money to maintain than the bigger engines, and they are incredibly reliable. This is a two hundred thousand. Oh, good enough. No, no problem. Good, Whereas good, the, uh, yeah. the turbos and stuff, ooh, you start getting into scary shit. So uh, this so, again, yeah. JP, I was aware that I was aware that these are VR6. These are narrow angle. Uh, VR6. Is it essentially the same architecture from the VW VR6, but just a, a larger displacement? No, it is. I mean, it's the same engine. It's a, you know, it has the direct really injection. Is. Yeah, it's the exact same engine. You know, there's nothing. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it, it's just, you know, an engine that they shared from uh, from Turegs to, to Cayenne's to yeah. whatever else they put in. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which is good, though, because it's just, it's an engine that is, I mean, they're just not terribly expensive to get parts for. Uh, and, uh, you know, they're everywhere. So there's a gajillion. Yeah. these engines they've tried and true and by this generation they worked out a lot of bugs i mean the br6 setup has been around for a long time so uh you know the direct injection can be a problem you're gonna have coil packs go wrong and stuff like that but i mean welcome to modern cars it's not like yeah you know it's not like an old cis or something like that uh so where's it sitting where's it gonna land where do you think all right gee an hour to go out of parker colorado with 112,000 miles is this e2 2011 cayenne manual transmission base model uh, it's got $16,800 on the lot right now on just seven bids. Uh, one hour, four minutes to go. I think I put $26,000 last night. But I, don't, I don't think we're going to get that high. I, I, it's going to break 20. The question is whether that's going to get to like 22 or 24. So I'm going to say, why don't I just put the difference? Say $23,000. That's a really good bid. I think we saw one of these go. Well, the last time we saw a manual E2, uh, it was actually on cars and bids. And it uh-huh. was, uh, they did have the big tires on it and a roof rack and stuff like that, but it was a terrible color combo. It was like, you know, some kind of blue on, you know, or, baby or, something or whatever. Like that. It was just uh, that's awful. Uh, but that yeah. one went for, I want to say like 24 or 25. So I'm going to give this one the over and say, uh, you said 23. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give it 24 and just bet the slightly over. I think it's going to be just, you know, 24, 25. Right there. Uh, but I'm going to yeah. be watching this one. If it's uh, if it's if it lands under 20, uh, I am buying this thing. Um, oh, man. I like color. Meteor Gray yeah. with a manual and black interior. Yeah. Those are the same wheels I have on our diesel. Mm-hmm. Uh, our diesel, you know, <laughs> not to bang on my wife, but like, you know, two years of her dogs, uh, you know, the, my Cayenne is really looking long in the tooth. <laughs> It'd be hard to get what I owe on it, you know? Like, yeah. So this thing looks uh, spanking and new compared to Mike, which has less miles. So anyway, great car. Uh, I, I currently value, right? own a turbo E1, you know, 957, which is an incredible Cayenne. I mean, obscenely yeah. fast, PDDC, all the bells and whistles, just a monster. Uh, but I would way rather have this car. Just having, uh, you know, a third of the power, but uh, at rowing through the gears is way more fun than blasting a gajillion miles an hour. You, as, as great as the as the uh, turbo is, uh, this yeah. is probably worth more. Uh, I would way rather rock this. For sure. Even though yeah. it's well, so, yeah. You buy that one and then I'll take the other one off your You'll hands. You'll buy my turbo? My, All right, good I'll, plan. I'll, I'll match your, your Ruby. I'll get yep. my second car. Excellent. Absolutely. And then I'll keep Ruby. All right, JP, let's look at another car. This one's got an interesting story to tell. Um, it's a nineteen eighty two Porsche 911 SC Targa offered on Bring a Trailer out of Sherman Oaks, California, with about 158,000 miles on the odometer. Our car is presented in yellow over tan, but upon closer inspection, it is disclosed that this car was originally finished in black metallic. How cool would that have been if this car was still black metallic? I would really be into that thing at black Mm. metallic. 
Uh, I am so bummed that this car is painted not only yellow, but like a deep sunflower yellow. It's not even like a cool pastel or like, you know, faded yellow. This is like some sort of rich, almost school busy yellow. I, I, I'm just not feeling whatever it was that motivated this guy to spend that money so horribly on this car. It also looks like JP slapped one of those built-in dash caps over the brown dash. Uh, and then they went ahead and swapped out the uh, back seats for these uh, Corbo uh, racing buckets. Now, I'm, I'm fine with the Corbo seats, but they, gotta, they have to at least be uh, congruent with the interior. And, and these look like they're kind of a dark gray that's faded, and the interior is brown and tan. So I, I am not feeling those seats in this particular car because of the colorway, not because the seats don't aren't, aren't right. I'm down with that. I love the, the seats you have in your Silver 993 cab. I think actually make the car. But here, these just feel out of place to me. Uh, and I think it's, you know, color first and then maybe the vintage of the car second. Uh, but it really... It, breaks my heart that this car is not black metallic still i think it would be you know actually stunningly gorgeous we don't see too many early 911s with metallic paint this would have been a real looker especially with the tan interior uh so again offered out of sherman oaks california our car is only sitting at 20 grand jp with an hour to go uh certainly the bat community is not showing this car a lot of favoritism what, what do you think am i am i wrong in lambasting this guy for uh you know, the paint well, job. Yeah, and the but was it was stuff. it this guy that did the paint job? It doesn't look this no, looks like a not. really old paint job. I mean, this car yeah. looks like at some point back when these were worthless. I mean, what year's this thing? An eighty two? What or Yep. yep. Yeah. So, I mean, there was, there was a long time when an 82 Targa 911 was worth 10,000 bucks on a good day. Uh, so, you know, it, it, who knows what condition the original paint was when they decided to paint this thing poorly. Cause this was obviously not an expensive paint job. So, I mean, it almost looks like somebody did this yeah. in the garage. I mean, the, the Earl overspray, Shad. yeah, Earl Shad. This was just a, a hack job. If there ever was one, at least they did the, uh, insides of the doors and stuff like that. You would, with the, with how poorly it was done on the exterior it's surprising to see that they actually took the trouble to do uh the door jams <laughs> you know uh in yellow because i mean like there's overspray everywhere on this thing it's just awful yep. they yep. you know painted over the rubber trim on and that's a that's a classic mistake on uh, uh repainting 911 so yeah this color's terrible but um i you know <laughs> Look, this car is would be would make an interesting driver. I'm with you on the interior as well. I mean, those seats don't belong. But what probably happened is this guy got a hold of this car, uh, and the seats were probably absolutely destroyed, trashed, <coughs> just gone. Uh, and he may yeah. have had these car. You know, he probably either got these off of Craigslist for a couple of hundred bucks, which saved him money than by you know over buying some Porsche seats, or he had them in his garage from something else and was just like, all right, I'm gonna slap in them in there because they work. Uh, but that would be very easy. To a remedy uh swapping out those seats with uh some actual 911 or 944 seats not going to cost you really that much money and would absolutely transform the interior of this car that cheap door uh the cheap dash cover is still better than a cracked up dash and with a little bit of work you could get it to fit cr properly i just did this on my uh on the targa slant nose that i had uh i slapped one of those on there and it definitely was an improvement but they don't really fit that well out of the box uh our friend Dwayne from Dwayne wicks garage uh or wicks garage he suggested you, know, you take like a a hair dryer to one and you really kind of you know mess with it the heat and it'll form in oh my god it. just yeah. get off your wallet ben at sierra madre well i mean that's the way to do it correctly yeah, yeah for yeah. sure but at yeah. least you know i mean it's still yeah. better than, again if it fit on there it's still better <laughs> than looking at a crack dash uh this car you know who, this car would look so much better uh if it were parked next to mikey p's 914 and you put some big stupid meatballs on it and just dirt meatballs it on it yeah yeah make yeah, this a totally. dirt bag targa and now you got something it, trying to make this look nice I, bad idea deep, uh, just embrace DBT, shit dirt bag yeah. targa yeah yeah uh, exactly I think if this car i mean well so then where do you think it's going to land with all these problems i mean how is it mechanically well, does it say i don't know i i mean i i have a lot of hope for this car i would just i would expect that you're gonna have to pay some money um they serviced it in march at tlg in uh, north hollywood okay. uh, marco at tlg is great he has a fantastic yeah. stellar reputation uh, and that's a great um it's certainly not the least expensive shop so if somebody brought it there uh and it, it passed the california small i'd say it's got to be run correctly uh if not 
you know, maybe a little better than that. So there are a lot of records here. Uh, I've not, I haven't looked at any of these, but uh, I mean, you look at them and there's just, you know, service record after service yeah. record after service record. So if this engine is, you know, up to snuff, uh, you know, great driver, oh. you could have some fun with this thing. If it's not, a, I mean, how often do you get a chance to get yeah. an SC Targa for not a lot of money? Right. Is this, or is this one well, going to have a late sedge? What this, do you think? No, I don't think so. I, I, well, you know, it's funny. Last night I thought this thing would get some love, but uh, I'm looking at my bid and I'm like, there's no effing way. I bid something over four grand and I'm going to change that. I'm going to bid my what? Guess at, I had last night I had put over 40 grand. I thought it Whoa. was going to get some love overnight. It didn't. Yeah. All right. So where but, are you landing you know, we, now? I spend more time looking at the car when we review it than I do mm-hmm. when I prepare <laughs> right. my notes, just so you understand. So that's why I changed my bid all the fucking time. Yeah. Uh, so JP, look, if this car makes it to 30 grand, it would be something. It is the receipts I think are going to help it. Um, I, I really don't like the paint job, but but SEs have been moving in the right direction. Targets are also moving in the right direction. So I'm going to say $33,000, but I don't 33? feel... Yeah, I don't you feel You think it breaks 30? It. Man, I don't think it breaks 30. I'm going to say 29. Okay. Because uh, it's right. just like, you know, it, I think this is this would be a fun car to drive around and just, like I said, embrace. Uh, but it's got too many things wrong with it uh, to bring any kind yeah. of real money. And, but that's still a late rally. I mean, if it's sitting at 20 yeah. grand right now uh, to get to nearly 30, ah. that's, that's going to be a 33% increase in the last uh, couple hours here. So uh, I yeah. think we actually. And Porsche's, Porsche's do well on bring it to their, yeah. but yeah, I, I mean, again, to get an SC target for, for under 30 is, is something. And this is really recent receipts. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see what happens. See which one of us uh, guesses correctly. All right, JP. Cool. And we saved our our, our best for last. <laughs> As uh, we always do. This car is do. not a Porsche. <laughs> this car is not a Porsche, but this car was nominated for the Dirts by a super Porsche dude. We're talking Mike Myers. You might know him as Buddha. Uh, he rocks a 996 coupe with a factory arrow kit in bright red. I think it's guards red. Yeah, that's a guards uh, red car, yeah. Buddha uh, finds his home in Las Vegas and is looking for 4x4 from his youth his childhood uh and he wants a mitsubishi montero or maybe even a dodge raider he found this car and then sent it to us and said guys please look under the hood of this car and tell me what you see because i don't understand it which is absolutely hilarious this is a 1989 mitsubishi montero ls 4x4 with 119 000 miles in rockford illinois it had been rebadged as dodge raider no big deal there. Silver with like a dark gray interior. It looks like it's an aftermarket wheel with a little bit bigger tire on it. By all accounts, Buddha, what are you waiting for? This is a great deal. This is a really nice car. You don't see them very often. This one's got a lot of life left. Why don't you get off your wallet? He says, but Michael, read the thing. And I'm like, okay, cool. So they put a replacement three-liter V6 from a Dodge Stealth in there. Hmm. What's the big deal, you ask? So, JP, you got to speed up to the engine because I'm running out of superlatives to keep this thing going until you get there. But it's absolutely hilarious. Whoever owned this motor and had it in his Dodge Stealth, uh, I'm guessing the guy's Dodge Stealth was bright yellow and thought it was really cool to do a tricked-out motor for his car before he wrecked it and the motor became there. But look at that. What the Literally, I said to Buddha, I said, what the hell is going on there? And Buddha says, I'm going to swear on, on set. Uh, but Buddha says... How much do you think it would cost to unfuck that motor? <laughs> wow, look at that. Isn't that amazing? I mean, uh, if you're going to have something uh, ugly in a car, it may as well be under the hood where no one's really going to see it. I mean, who cares? Right. <laughs> but I thought that was the funniest thing. I read his yeah. text, and yeah. I was laughing. I was rolling around on the floor. I tried to explain what Buddha had written to me in a text message to Esther, and I couldn't get the words out because I just – it's like a fart in church. I could yeah. not stop laughing. How much it cost to unbleep that motor? It was hilarious. I mean, it's oh, got a three-speed uh, automatic. Yellow bolts and everything. Oh my god. Right. Yeah, and and it's just, I mean, somebody painted all the components that won't, you know, heat soak the paint mm-hmm. bright yellow, and, and pr- I'm guessing that was for in previous itineration when it was in a Dodge Stealth, which is their sports car, also from the Dodge Mitsubishi uh, relationship when they when they made that car together. Uh, anyways, this is that motor. I, I mean, Buddha, I'm telling you, I, I won't tell anybody if you buy it. I, I still think there's a lot of value there at, at what's it sitting at now, JP. It's at $11,700 with an hour and 18 minutes to go. Uh, by all accounts, this looks really nice, except for all the weird stuff that's uh, on the motor. Um, we don't see these come up very often. You and I did cover one not that long ago, JP, on a different platform. 
Uh, this one's on Bring a Trailer. These were pretty durable. I used to have the Dodge Raider. Believe it or not, I had two of them. Uh, not at the same time, but I had one. I drove a different car, and then I got another one. Uh, both with manual transmission, both the two-door or sort of three-door, as it were. And I will admit, I've been around the city of San Francisco. It was a great car to drive. And the manual transmission, I don't know if I said this to you, JP, but had the best space pedals for heel and toe of any car I've ever owned was my Dodge Raider. So uh, I do remember that car kind of fondly. A neat little thing um, and was great around town. Big four-cylinder motor. But anyway, here you go, Buddha. I get it. Buddha. Who cares, man? They, you don't see this nice, this clean, this original with the exception of the paint under the motor very often. I'd say this one's at least fine and see what happens. If this comes in under 15 grand, I'd say that's your car. You might spend more for a nicer one later. This is like a great alternative to like a G-Wagon or a Defender or something like that. It's got that boxy body style and it's kind of unique. And I mean, with that big motor, I just don't care. Can't paint it purple. The hood is closed. There's nothing worse than the guy that shows up to a car show and opens his hood anyway. So screw that. It's not like you're taking this car to Cars and Coffee and and going, all right, I'm going to get my lawn chair and park it and open the hood. I bet the guy that bought the, the, I bet the owner did that. Uh, (laughs) But the new owner certainly isn't going to be that type of person, I would hope. Uh, yeah. Uh, but as well, goofy colors that engine is, it probably rips. It's from a Dodge Stealth, and it's in a Raider. That's awesome. And someone from Vegas should buy yeah. this because it says Raider on it in silver and black. I mean, I'm sure that's why they went with the They're probably a Raiders fan. Yeah, you know what's funny is Buddha, to me, is the type of guy that honestly doesn't give a rat's ass what other people think. Hmm. The thing about Buddha is he has very strong opinions and sensibility. I actually think doesn't it's not that he cares what anybody else thinks about the paint under the i think it bothers him like he's just like <laughs> right. no he's like who did that to this motor like that person should be locked up and put in Guantanamo bay yeah i really think Buddha would hurt that him. person yeah, yeah. it absolutely yeah. offended him that somebody yeah. did it at the motor and that's why he won't buy it and so i i want to reason with you buddha get the car and and nurse it you know convalesce this car back to help show it some love it's probably embarrassed by what happened to its motor. Um, anyway, it'd be really neat to see this car. I, I think, yeah, I, these wheels and tires absolutely make it look great. And it mm-hmm. would be a very affordable and reliable alternative to some of the cool and slightly more exotic and less reliable versions from you. So there you go. And know, also solidly fits in some Radwood territory too. I mean, this, uh, oh, I certainly sure like, does, I, I'm certainly happier with the yellow on this engine than I am with the yellow on that target that we just reviewed. So there it is. Agreed. Absolutely uh, agreed. Where's it going to land? Less money. Yeah. So I put $12,000 last night. Um, it certainly got a little bit of love overnight. It went 11, one to almost 11, eight. So what did I put? I put 12 grand. I'm going to go f- $14,000 JP. I might be making a mistake, but uh, it just seems like it's still a lot of car despite the, the current state of the motor. Yeah, I don't I don't think you're wrong. I love the I love the level you know, the compass on the dashboard that's also got like the <laughs> rollover. You know, let you know yeah. that you're, yeah, you're about From to roll over. Suzuki Samurai. <laughs> yeah. the Suzuki Samurai mistake, you get yeah. a rollover thing uh, for uh, doing, what do they call it, JP? Crawling when you go over the rocks? Yeah, like rock that? crawling uh, and stuff and doing the overlander crawl, thing. Yeah. yeah. I suppose, I wish it was a stick. I think it's a stick yeah. it brings six to 17,000 bucks. The automatic, I think, at this point is holding it back. Yeah. I wonder what it would cost a retrofit of new gearbox from other versions of this car. I bet you it's cheaper than you think. Yeah, probably not too bad. What 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 was your number? Fourteen grand. That means it's gonna go another twenty three hundred bucks. That's a good bid. I'm gonna say fifteen. Bet the over. It is pretty darn nice. It's pretty. It's as it clean is. as I've ever seen one. And with that engine, the goofy color. I mean, I I just this has got to be. Fun. How much horsepower is this thing? It's got to rip. That thing's got to rip. Uh, I don't think it rips. No, it's just normally aspirin. Three liter V six. It's probably. Yeah, what was what was in it original the v the v6 that was in that's the car originally was, was a two one wasn't it or wasn't it smaller no the, the uh, four cylinder is a two five so okay. i think the six was the three liter okay. i think it's the same motor i, okay. I really do fair enough i mean it might yeah, be tuned a little different from the stealth yeah. but it looks like they built it anyway so yeah terrible transmission i'm sure all right uh, look they've got yellow stuff underneath too well that. that's from the motor right yeah it's just probably uh, well, but they they painted the bolts, the the support braces, uh, yellow. Uh, there's and all that kinds means of stuff the guy later did it. That, that really doesn't make sense. Yeah, really uh, there's so much. My theory that yeah. the stealth was yellow, that it, the yeah. donor car was yellow. Oh God, really weird. 
<laughs> I don't think I don't think Buddha, I don't think we can talk Buddha into buying this car. I, think I, awesome. I hope he does because this thing would be great. Unless he opens the hood or rolls it over on the trail, nobody's gonna know that it's got stupid yellow stuff on it. Uh, so uh, don't do either. And it's pretty easy to avoid both of those things. Uh, this is how we nerd out every day, uh, Monday through Friday to the nine o'clock hour. This is the uh, the nerd out of the most interesting cars of the day on cars and bids. Bring a trailer, Pcar Market, Hemmings, and whoever else has an auction site. Um, we go through, we find these interesting cars, we make fun of them, and we make predictions as to what we think they're going to sell for. Let us know what you think of our predictions and let us hear your predictions. Let's see if you guys can beat the nerds. Let's see. Come on, bring it, people. You think our no- yeah. we get told all the time, you guys don't know what you're talking about. Well, yeah, we say that too. We clearly don't know what you're, we're talking about, but let's see if you do. Check our numbers. We're going to put uh, in the in the comments, in not the comments, but in the description of the video, we always put the cars that we talk about uh, with the links in them. So you can go see what cars we talked about and you can see the numbers that uh, that we predicted and you tell us what you think. Are we right? Are we wrong? Are we idiots? Are we morons? Yes, all those things. We are definitely idiots and morons. But first and foremost, <laughs> we are nerds. Uh, Michael Deep, thanks a lot. Anything else you want to say before we close it out for nope. Thursday? Say hi to Buddha, the car Buddha. Just get it. We'll fix Buddha, it. buy this thing. Come on, just get some. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll fix the yellow. Nerd!